Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine. Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. On SAFM. It's six minutes after two right here on Life Happens. Thank you so much for staying with us. So, Quentin Lake is a photographer and it was on the 17th of April, 2015. I think earlier I'd said a couple of months. No, 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 no. A couple of years. And he went off, left London. Where were you going, Quentin? Hi. Hi. Nice to talk to you. How's it going? What had come over you? Where were you going? What were you looking to find? Well, I'd, I'd done a, a lot of long walks in Britain from the source of the Thames to London. And I found the most inspiring bit was the coastal part because there are so many varied stories that change really quickly. Mm. And, and then I wanted to dedicate the next five years of my life to this this long walk. Did you know it was going to take you five years? In fact, no, 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 almost six years. Yeah, uh, well, I had two injuries. I, I tore a tendon and I had shin splints and then oh, yeah. the, the coronavirus. Yeah. So those things together delayed me about a year. So I thought it would be more like four and a half years. And, um, you know, I have a have a family and I do it as a to earn, earn a living. So I wasn't walking full time. I walked about a third of the time okay. and then I would go home edit the pictures, sell the pictures, and then carry on. I mean, so you set out with your camera, um, camping gear, and you were looking to, from an artistic point of view, what capture the landscape? What, what were you looking to find? It, yeah, it was an artistic project, and I found that, that, that long walking and camping, when you're sleeping on the ground and you're feeling the wind in your face, you can see the, the beauty of nature easier than if you drive somewhere and kind of look for something quickly. So and because the weather is so varied, especially in Britain, it's and and most of my pictures are really pictures of the weather. Yeah, it's kind of easier to find it. So it's kind of uh, waiting for chance, beauty to come across. How much has the landscape changed? I mean, you were saying that you had been doing some of this work before, um, not not over this period, but you had been on foot before. You had been doing some of this work. How much has changed? Well, I mean, some has physically changed. I mean, I think it's the fastest eroding coast in yeah. Europe, yeah. In, in Yorkshire. So like five metres falls in the sea every year. So you see houses teetering over the edge of the cliffs. You see uh, roads, tarmac roads, and then there's a, there's a cliff. And uh, so things are physically changing. But um, I mean, culturally, it's changing. I met uh, farmers who were surrounded by crofts, which are um, little stone buildings. And when they were younger, they were full of people working on their land. And now they've all gone. So there's a big life, especially in Scotland, there's big lifestyle changes up there. Quentin, it's it's one thing for you to, you know, consciously go out and observe this, right? Because that's yeah. what you are looking to find. Yeah. Do, do people, when you do come across them, raise yeah. the same concerns? Are they consciously aware of how much is changing around them? Um, well, I think um, the thing, one of the things that I learned was how, how rooted most people are in their particular piece of earth. Yeah. So, I mean, Britain is where uh, mainland of Britain, so it was Wales, Scotland, and, and England, and half of the journey is Scotland. But even within that, the regional variations are very tight. So, people have all these beautiful accents that change. And um, I think people are very aware of their own patch, how, how it changes. Yeah. I think probably people who live in cities in Britain are very different to people that live mm-hmm. in the countryside. In, in their perception, I don't know how it's like in South Africa. And, and, and what what's the sentiment that comes through? You know, it's one thing to be aware. Are, are they concerned? Mm. What what's the sentiment? Do you mean ecologically concerned? Yes. About uh, about the. the uh, well, well, there's a lot of concern about um, uh, sea pollution because yes. lots of the beaches have have you know covered in plastic. So there's big concern about that. I think there's concern about 
uh, about land use, especially because that's that's changing quite a bit how that should be used, whether it should be used for the majority of people or just for a few people. And and Scotland, you have the right to roam, so you can you can walk and camp anywhere. England, you can't. Most of it's private land. Mm. So river banks, for example, only four percent you can actually walk on it and enjoy. Which is surprising. Wow. How, how is how is it in South Africa? Can you walk no, where you like, or is yes, it? yes, pretty much. I mean, look, you you know, you can't arrive and take over the land, but you you can pretty much. It's not four percent. I mean, I don't exactly have the the figure, yeah. but four percent is is quite something. Um, it's it's far more than four percent. We we really have the luxury of 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 at least the nation owning a lot of our our coastlines and so on. Yeah, yeah, well, that's how it should be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and why is that? I mean, is it this has gradually become like that over time? I think there's a history of private land ownership in England. So Scotland's completely different. Yes. So Scotland, you 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 can walk wherever you like. You you can walk over fences, barbed wire fences, and you can camp wherever you like. But England has private sure. land ownership, and then there are public footpaths through that, oh, which wow. tend to be like a. So there's a pub, there's a, like a barbed wire corridor. So you have very limited places you, you can go. So it's just the, the history of, it's, it's kind of feudal, really. Yeah, you, spe- <laughs> you speak a lot about that, right? Where, where you constantly just found yourself, you know, trespassing almost um, in people in private land to, to get by. Well, doing my journey, yes, you had this strange choice. So, for example, some parts you'd have to choose a, a really busy motorway, which has got no footpath, which would almost <laughs> certainly end in an accident, or you'd have to trespass across a field. Um, but most of the time, I didn't have any aggressive encounters. Maybe two or three yes. on the whole journey. But most people, most most people were interested. That you know, when when they knew I was, I was there to be interested in their their land. It was different. Mm. Yeah. I mean, what's the one thing that surprised you the most on this journey? How, oh, so many. I suppose mostly how how wild and remote it is. I mean, most people are living in urban areas, so most of it. I I would walk four or five days without seeing anyone in Scotland, which wow. for a small cut small island like britain is really surprising yeah. um so that that was that was the biggest surprise but also how it's really a constellation of separate clans really i suppose in in britain and in in as much as they are different how similar are they <laughs> everyone drinks tea <laughs> everyone talks about the weather but but, but other than that i mean I mean, every, every, I mean, everyone's the same, aren't they? Everyone loves yeah. their family. Everyone loves where they grew up. Everyone has their own. Well, in Britain, everyone has their favorite beach they went to as children. And everyone talks about that beach like it's their, the most beautiful place in the world. And that's, I guess, what ties us together. So, I mean, I, I, get, I get what you're saying about, you know, wanting to be close to, to nature and feeling the wind. I mean, all of that stuff. But you could have done <laughs> that. You could have slept in a hotel and woke up at four in the morning. Why was it so important to... Well, there were practicalities because it was 500, the journey was nearly 500 days. I couldn't afford to, to, to stay in a hotel that long, no way. Um, but it, but it's also most of the, the coast is, is really remote. So there, there's nowhere to stay, even even for, even if I stayed in a hotel and, and got a taxi, it's impossible. So the peninsulas in Scotland are pretty much uninhabited. Um, so it's, it's, it's really wild um, and, and mountainous. It's one thing um, to to do this, set out to do this for for work, really. Um, yes. But I, I I imagine that there must have been something else that you are also personally benefiting from this. I mean, what did you gain from this? Just some enrichment. What did you feel that you gained from this personally? Well, per- personally, I feel I feel a lot calmer and more. I mean, it's a beautiful thing to wake up every day with the 
um, with the sun and to go to bed with the sun and that was both to be able to move but also creatively because I was planning where to get the best light for photographs and also that the moon which was pulling the tide in and out and often I had to to plan to walk across is when I was up and to that kind of being so connected for so long with the cosmos it made me feel very very calm but I, I, I'm you know, I suppose I've learned that you don't have to travel very far to have an adventure or to to find beauty. Because really, if I if I drove to all these places, I could get to them in a day. Yeah, you, you probably would, but you also wouldn't be, you know, looking at the small details. Because when you're in, when you're in a car, you kind of miss the small stuff, don't you? You you, you do. It's it's too it's too. I often felt even four kilometers an hour I was walking was too fast. So you definitely miss the oh. small stuff. And also, being alone was really important. I think you need to be alone to be able to see things. When I, I love traveling with my family and friends, but but we talk and it's fun. It's like a like a picnic. But to to, to see things um, with insight, I think you need to, you need to be alone. I must say that the one thing that gravitated me to your story was exactly that sentence where you said you you had to be alone for you to really see. You know, you you can see it, but you have to be alone to to really see. You do, yeah. I think there's a difference between like loneliness and solitude. Yeah. And like I feel quite like maybe in a in a in a city or a shopping centre, I can feel quite lonely. But but if I'm outside looking at the world, I, I never feel lonely. No. And um, you know, what about your family? <laughs> you, you were gone for a while, weren't you? I mean, well, yes, well, you keep I mean, going the, back. The, the but... longer, yeah, I mean, the longest was seven weeks. Oh, sorry, nine weeks, which was very difficult. That was too long. But most of the time it was two or three weeks. So it was, um, you know, I had to switch. I had to switch. And then when I was back home, I was really dedicated yeah. um, to, to the family. And it, my, my wife is also self-employed and she's an artist. And when she has a show and she has her, her moment in the spotlight, then I'm supporting her. So we're kind of a team to fulfill each other's dreams. But it was it was hard. Yeah. It was hard, yeah. I mean, you're working on a book now. Um, yes. Is there any way that people can start getting a, a glimpse of these photographs? Oh, well, I, I, I post, I've still got 200 days to edit, so there's lots more to come. Yes. But I post my pictures on Twitter, which is Quentin Lake. Oh. And then I, I have a blog called theperimeter.uk where I post the finished pictures. There's, there's 200 days of photos on there already. You know, Quentin, you did the walk. I didn't. But I, just listening to the story and just looking at some of the footage, I, I just got a sense of being centered. I don't know if that makes any sense. You know, like bring, coming back to source. That, that's how that's how I that's probably a better way to answer your early question. That's that's how I feel now. I feel much more centered in my life now. Yes. It was lovely, lovely talking to you. Thank you so much for thank you for done. having me on. Thank Thanks. you, yeah. Quentin Thanks Lake. Thanks very much. Thank you. Bye bye. Quentin Lake is a photographer and has done this amazing walk uh, around the the coast of Britain and just you know with his camera just taking photographs of of weather essentially. But so much in these photographs, I think, for me, says a lot about nature, about how we preserve our own nature. Um, Go have a look. Go have a look. It's Quentin Lake. Go to his uh, social media platforms and you'll know what I'm talking about.